0: Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. We went over this yesterday. I stay away from emotion. I'm very passionate about this program. That leads some people to believe I'm angry, but I'm not an angry person. When I look at, and I'm going to say something very unpopular here. But I think it needs to be said. Looking at a piece from the Daily Mail. Headline, Putin's new atrocity maternity is bombed with children buried under rubble in Maripol, where 3,000 babies are without food or medicine, while Russian troops round up 400 Ukrainian hostages in Kershon. And it says a maternity hospital in the Ukrainian city of Maripol has been blown up By a direct hit by Russian rockets leaving children buried in rubble, President Zelensky said in what he described as an atrocity. Zelensky posted a video showing the badly damaged hospital buildings filmed inside a destroyed ward room with its windows blown out and ceiling partially collapsed. More footage shows a car parked covered in rubble and the smoldering wrecks of vehicles as injured families evacuate into the freezing air while snow fell. Direct strike of Russian troops at the maternity hospital. People, children are under the wreckage, atrocity. How much longer can the world be an accomplice ignoring terror? Close the sky right now. Stop the killings. You have the power, but you seem to be losing humanity, he tweeted. I think he knows us all too well. Any world leader who was being invaded by something like the Russian war machine. He's putting Ukraine first. He's putting Ukraine first. That's what a Ukrainian leader should do. Of course, no nation wants to be invaded. No nation wants atrocities. But we can't come at this with emotion. Andrew, how could you say that? It has to be said. I said it, yet we know ourselves too well. The idea that the Russians, see now, I'm fully well aware of what is happening right now as people run to their keyboards to bite my ankles on Twitter. As if what I'm about to say and what I am saying is in any way supportive of Vladimir Putin. I'll say what I said yesterday. He should be thrown into a slow-moving wood chipper. If the UN's position is not that Russia should pay back every single penny in damage, life loss, and economic loss, then the UN, the U.S. should withhold its funding. If the UN is not going to do anything here, the United States should withhold funding. As a matter of fact, the United States should kick the UN out of New York City. But that's not the part that I know it's going to get people typing in all caps. Zelensky wants us to commit troops. Zelensky wants a NATO no-fly zone. Zelensky wants our boots on the ground. And I don't blame him for wanting that. Would you? If you were the president of a smaller nation that was being invaded by a bigger nation, if you were the, the prime minister or the president of Taiwan and China was invading what would you want for Taiwan logically logically you would want every single other nation on earth to commit troops to your defense so you don't fall to China that's that's a logical conclusion but this is zelensky just telling us this do we have anyone to independently verify That the Russians are striking a maternity ward? Do we? Andrew, you're playing for Putin. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Just because Putin is the bad guy doesn't mean Zelensky isn't going to, dare I say, tug at our heartstrings. We know ourselves. We know ourselves as men, women, fathers, mothers, patriots. We know ourselves. We are sympathetic and empathetic. We could put ourselves in that position. We watch as people upload videos from bomb shelters. And we think, oh my God, what if that was myself and my child or my wife and my child or children without parents in a bomb shelter instinctively americans want to marshal all resources to to uplift other people to eliminate suffering and we we are one we we are we are the most charitable nation on earth we're also a nation who <laughs> Everybody knocks on the door. Everybody. Our doorbell is ringing constantly. Looking for a handout. Looking for assistance. Looking for aid. We have people in our on the left in an academia and the think tanks that will point to the per capita generosity of, let's say, Norway or Finland or Sweden or whatever. I don't want to hear it. These countries combined don't do half the stuff that we do. We send, if you look, if you just go on USAID.gov and you look at the amount of foreign aid that we commit year over year over year and the same problems. For how many years have we been trying to fix Haiti with foreign aid? Haiti's still Haiti. It is. Haiti is still Haiti. Honduras is still Honduras. We can't even fix the South of Chicago. To listen to some of these people, you would have to believe that America doesn't have its own damn problems. We have 600,000 Americans who are out on the street, 600,000. 35% of them are American veterans. People that went to defend other nations. And they can't find a place to lie down at night. And all the talk is right now about what about the 2 million refugees? Is the United States supposed to take in 2 million refugees? If so, then Vladimir Putin knows, and the Chinese know, that if they want to bankrupt America, they want to bankrupt the West, all they have to do is create diaspora after diaspora after diaspora. They don't really have to win a war. They just have to send refugee populations in all directions, most specifically into the EU and the United States. They're not going to Japan. They're probably not going to South America. It's going to be the United States and the EU. Maybe some go to Canada. Maybe some go to Australia. But the burden always seems to fall on the United States and the United States alone. Who is the largest funder of the United Nations? Who? Who is it? The United States. Who is the largest funder of NATO? The United States. Who has the most foreign bases defending other nations? The United States. It's always the United States. It's our young men and women, it's our tax dollars. We have hundreds of thousands of our own citizens that we can't feed or clothe or house. But there's always this expectation in Washington that really smart people have figured out how to save the world by taxing us. I don't blame Zelensky. He is trying to do right by his country. That's his job. But if you notice... The emotional ramp is very steep. You know, uh, I watched part of the movie Shock and Awe the other night, which was just more Rob Reiner left-wing propaganda. It, It really was. We talk about going to war for a lie. Iraq was a war for oil and Halliburton. It was a lie. Bush was lying. Colin Powell was lying. 1441 was a lie. Saddam Hussein had no chemical and biological mean, no nuclear weapons program. That's what we were told. And I will never tell a veteran. Well, how, I, I can't tell a veteran how to feel about their service. There were veterans that went to Iraq and Afghanistan and came back even more freedom-loving constitutional conservatives. And then there were some that came back and they might have left with some conservative values, but what they saw, what they felt, put them on the left when they got home it could it, it could break down as to what part of iraq they were serving it how would we and i re, i refuse to let the emotion get the best of me right now and it's it's hard when we hear they're bombing babies i mean instinctively as americans we're like crush this mother effer now do it it's, it's, it's very easy. That feeling, that natural burning feeling for vengeance, even if they're not our babies, you don't attack babies. That feeling for vengeance can be blinding. I have to say it. I would be irresponsible if I didn't say it. How would we look? our veterans in the face, if we literally kicked off World War III, we lost thousands of men and women and had thousands more that ended up on the streets, thousands more with PTSD, thousands more missing limbs, thousands more blind, deaf, traumatic brain injury. If we found out that no, these these civilian casualties were inflated. That no, there was a little bit of Pollywood in here. That what the Ukrainian leadership was doing was baiting us into their defense. And it wasn't true. Let me ask an even more uncomfortable question. This is, is going to upset some of you. What if Kiev were to fall? What if Kiev were to fall? What if Kiev were to fall and there was evidence, documents concerning corruption of Joe Biden and Hunter Biden in Ukraine? Perhaps other American politicians, even some Republicans. Would the media say, "Well, that's just Putin. That's the Russian military. It's their propaganda, their lies." Or could it be true? We wouldn't know what to think, would we? We would take sides. We wouldn't know if these documents were real. We wouldn't know if the media was hiding some of them. Not reporting on them. We wouldn't wouldn't know what to think. It's a frightening prospect if you think about it. There's so much more There's so much more than just let's get them. What is six months now? What does victory look like? Is there an occupation? Is there an insurgency? Are there separatists? Is there a proxy war? What happens to the American economy? All of these things must be thought of. Has Congress authorized the use of military? Congress. Congress has not authorized the use of military force. Our Constitution does, in fact, give power to treaties when ratified in the Senate. But wouldn't it be a tragedy If we went to war because, well, it's NATO, but really the country didn't sign off on the war through Congress, is the War Powers Act something we ought to be worried about? How about Joe Biden's mental capacities? Remember, the same people that ran the Afghanistan withdrawal would be run, running the plan against Russia. All of this must be considered. Now, some would say the Ukrainians don't have time to wait. And I understand that sentiment. Who would blame them for feeling that way? Who would blame Zelensky for doing everything in his power, even perhaps bending the truth? If it meant saving his country from the Russians, who could blame him for that? No one could. That doesn't mean that we have to be rash and unwise and emotional. Vladimir Putin is a stain on planet earth. He's a stain. His government is a stain. His oligarchs are a stain. White 695 Patriot 9572874. One thing I want to address before I go to break. This conspiracy theory that Zelensky is a Nazi. He's Jewish. He's Jewish. Do you want to know where this is coming from? There's an untold number of anti-Israel leftists that have essentially accused the Israeli government is operating like the Third Reich as it relates to the Palestinians. This is untrue. But you don't have to look very far. You don't have to look very far to see the Israeli flag with its blue field uh, its white field and blue stripes, and instead of the Star of David, a blue swastika is put in his place. Zelensky's not a Nazi. He's not supporting Nazis. He's not harboring Nazis. This is an absolute ridiculous conspiracy theory. But he does want and we should understand that he wants NATO to push the Russians back. But it's not Zelensky that bears the cost of that. It's not Zelensky who has to be at Dover Air Force Base when the coffins come home. To say they don't have, we don't have time for careful consideration, we have to have time for careful consideration. And the loud screaming stories about maternity wards is the kind of thing that takes people who are on the fence and not sure about this and puts them in the bomb the hell out of them category, and that's by design. You're not going to hear stories of military targets being targeted or even infrastructure. That's not enough to draw people in emotionally. What I'm saying is we have to be reasoned. We have to be wise we can't operate on emotion. That would be a disaster. Wine six nine five, Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. I have a lot of stuff to get to on this program. China is now making large scale purchases of Russian commodities. Iran is going to be the outpost for Russia should they get their protection from sanctions in the Iran nuclear deal. The United States went 45 years without the construction of a new oil refinery because of lawsuits and injunctions and bureaucratic red tape at the Environmental Protection Agency. When Joe Biden and Jen Saki say, Well, you know, this is not our fault. No, there's a laundry list of people who line up behind you whose fault it is as well. And it's almost as if really smart people on the left don't know anything about the oil industry other than the propaganda. Build back better. Does anybody know what petroleum is? What it makes? You want to build roads? You're going to need petroleum. You want to fund healthcare? You're going to need petroleum. Petroleum is not just some evil thing that causes polar bears to have to swim further between ice flows. Petroleum makes the medical devices that save lives. If we could save just one life, right? You can join me live on the Call Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot Channel 125.